God's mercy and blessing dwell on us all. Amen. Today, my beloved, is the Sunday before the Great Lent. And we call it Great Lent not because of its length, because it's the longest Lent, Lent but because of its importance. And this Lent is 55 days, divided into three Lents. The bulk of it is the 40 days that our Lord Jesus Christ fasted. And before that, there's a one-week preparation for the Lent. And after that, the Passion Week, or the Pascha Week, which culminated into the greatest events in, in the mankind history, crucifixion, resurrection, which ended up with our salvation. In today's gospel, the Lord Jesus Christ teaches us the main three corners of Christian worship, three main corners. Number one, charitable deeds. Number two, prayer. And number three, fasting. And I've, I've got three observations or three reflections on the gospel. one, if you realize that our Lord Jesus Christ always said, when you do charitable deeds, when you pray, when you fast, he never ordered us to pray or fast or charitable deeds. He left it for us to do them as a duty for our salvation and for our spiritual life. They are not far. The second observation is when he cited the three corners of our worship, he started with what? He started by being merciful. Being merciful came before prayer and before fasting. It was the first thing that Jesus said in, our, in the, the corners of our worship. Why? Because he always maintained that God wants mercy and not sacrifice. Allah yurid rahmah la zabiha. And if you remember, when they asked Jesus who will be in the heavenly kingdom, he said, I was hungry. <coughs> I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me to drink. I was sick and you visited me. I was foreigner and you gave me shelter. And I was a prisoner and you visited me. So doing merciful deeds is the way that will take us to the heavenly kingdom. Before prayer and before fasting. And the, second, the third observation, when he taught us how to pray, the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heavens. If you notice, this prayer, we asked for six asks from God. We say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us the daily bread and forgive us our trespass and sins as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil. Six asks. However, our Lord Jesus Christ picked only one to explain it further 
and to expand on it to show us how important and how significant this is. What was this when he said, For, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us? Then he explained it after that and said, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So no forgiveness, no heavenly kingdom. It's absolutely clear. And this was repeated again, almost word by word, in the gospel yesterday in the Vesper. If anybody of you has attended, had attended the Vesper yesterday, the gospel in Mark chapter 2 said exactly the word about forgiveness. But why should we forgive others? Is it not enough to avoid them, those people who trespass against us or transgress us? Is it not enough to avoid them and not return evil by evil and leave them alone? No. We should forgive them not only forgive them, but we should love them. Because we emulate our father, we copy our father, we act like our father. He forgave us all and forgave his transgressors on the cross, so we behave like him. Remember that when God created us, he created us in his image and according to his likeness. Allah khalaqna ala suratu wa misalu. What is the image of God? He put all his characters in our soul. The first character is holiness. So he created us holy. We are holy. And he is love. We say God is love. Allah mahabba. So we are love. And also God is eternal. And we are eternal. Our soul, our soul is eternal and he's got a free will, and he imparted this on us, and we have a free will. So because he is love and he is holy, we have to emulate him and be like him. There is a story about forgiveness, uh, about St. John Chrysostom, when he is a bishop of Constantinople, and the army leader called Eutropius. He persecuted the church. And he nullified its right, canceled its right to, to uh, protect refugees. And he was a strong, abusive man. And because of his misconduct and abuse of power, the army revolted against him and wanted to kill him, to capture him and, and, and kill him. So he escaped from the palace and went to the cathedral, the cathedral usually near the palace, and went to the altar and held on to the poles of the altar. And he didn't want to come out. And the Christian worshippers thought that Chrysostom will give him up to the army and get rid of him and execute him. But as you expected, this saint extended his love and forgiveness to his enemy. Forgiveness comes out of love, and God is love. And we always say that we should keep the Holy Spirit in our hearts, don't we? We always say that we want the Holy Spirit to be in our heart. We confess and come to have communion in order to have the Holy Spirit in our heart. So if we hate somebody, we took love 
from our heart. And remember, God is love. So if we take love out of our heart, we've taken God out of our heart, and we have separated ourselves from our God. I've got a question for you. The right-hand thief stayed on the cross for three hours next to Jesus Christ, on the cross. When did he believe that Jesus Christ is the Lord and creator of all and the Messiah who came to save us and cried to say, remember me, O Lord, when you come into your kingdom? At what stage, when exactly, did he believe and cry to Jesus Christ with this? It's only when he heard Jesus Christ saying, Forgive them, O Lord, because they don't know what they do. The thief saw and heard something amazing. He's not used to that. It's an amazing thing. This crucified person, humiliated on the cross, tortured by his aggressors, asked for forgiveness for his aggressors, not only that, but he defended them. He gave them an excuse to the father. He said, they don't know what they're doing. He became his lawyer. He became their intercessor. And this is what we called the sacrificial intercessor, that Jesus Christ intercedes for our sake to the father, to the his, his, his blood on the cross. And this is in contradistinction with the pleading intercession, There are two types of love, as you all know. Love with your tongue, with your words, only love stops here at the the buccal cavity, we say, at the mouth, and a true love that comes from the heart. And remember, we are the children of the heavenly king. We are his sons and daughters. We are the royal children, and we have to emulate him. Sometimes, some, some people may find loving and forgiving their enemies and their transgressors are very difficult. It is difficult. It is against human nature before crucifixion, before we had the salvation, before we had the communion with God. But St. John Chrysostom gives us an advice to help us to forgive and love other people. He says, this person who transgresses against you or does you wrong, consider him ill or weak because sin is weakness. Sin is illness. Sin is separation from God. So when you see somebody ill or weak, you pray for him. You pray that God banish this feeling, this hard feeling in him. And when you pray, God will work in, in this man's heart and you keep your peace and you keep your love in your heart. And that is you keep God in your heart. Because God is love. Let us pray that our God gives us the grace to benefit from the great land. 
by doing merciful acts, prayer, and fasting, and to grant us a pure heart capable of loving and forgiving everybody so we can keep love in our heart, that is, keep God in our heart, and grant us a share and inheritance in this beautiful city, city of heavenly Jerusalem, that he's already prepared for us, where we will see him face to face and have his name written on our foreheads. Glory be to God forever. Amen.